Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Final Show Films. I'm Sen, your executive producer here, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. Particularly, uh, I want to thank all of our supporters on Patreon, uh, and uh, especially our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, who are Jeffrey and Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L, without whom we wouldn't be able to do nearly as much of the things that we do now. So, uh, thank you all for your support, uh, and if you're watching live on Twitch, uh, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Blood on the Bayou, the Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle. We're running here on Final Show Films. My name is Julia, and I'll be your storyteller for the evening. Uh, we can start our introductions with Jeremy. Hi, I am Jeremy. I am playing uh, Catriona Giovanni. Uh, playing Giovanni, because, you know... It's on the What team. else would it be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Shawnee? Hi, I'm Shawnee, and I'm playing uh, Guaya Vincente, the uh, Asamite sorcerer. And Katie? Hi, I'm Katie, and I am playing uh, Mercy Ransom, the Toreador. And Drevian. I'm Drevian Alexander, and I am playing a Nosferatu Taylor. Did, did, did you switch clans from last time? No, that's why I've been playing in Blood Hunt. Play, awesome. you're playing <laughs> <Blood> Hunt. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll um, say, Malkavian. oh, really? Malkavian. <laughs> Yes, Malkavian. Malkavian Taylor. Taylor. Anosferatu Taylor would be interesting, though. Yeah. Interesting perspective. Yeah. Before we get started tonight, um, I just want to say some things. I want to say that what's happening in America right now is really a tragedy and an outright attack towards women and birth givers. I will not back down on that opinion. I know the TTRPG community is made of a variety of individuals of all sorts and ideologies, um, but the biggest thing I can ask right now for everyone is for you to be kind to all the women and birth givers in your life, uh, because regardless of whether you agree or disagree with the decision of the Supreme Court, it does affect every person in our country. Yep. So, as always... And I will continue to say, as long as I have breath in my body, Black Lives Matter, trans rights are human rights, uh, believe and protect women and birth givers, and fuck the Supreme Court. We and live in the Supreme Court. We live in divided and indecisive times. So at the end of the day, just remember to take care of yourselves and those around you. That's all I ask. So now that I can get off my soapbox, um, when last we left off, the group were individually contacted by Destiny, the sheriff of New Orleans, to investigate a body found in Lafitte Cemetery. After a quick meeting and exchanging of pleasantries, our tentative coterie ventured into the cemetery to investigate, wherein they found evidence of what at first appeared to be a lupine attack, which raised some quick alarms. Finding help in an unexpected ally in the form of Agony, a Nosferatu, who makes his home in, of all places, Nicholas Cage's mausoleum. Uh, 
<laughs> um, one of the members of the coterie, Cat, used a ritual to discover the last moments of the untimely death of Alex Richards, the body that was found, um, an unfortunate victim of being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Learning that he met his fate at the hands of potentially two Sabbat individuals, uh, the group went on to report their findings to Destiny and met him at the Museum of Art in New Orleans and was told that he would report their findings to Guillaume, the Seneschal of the city. After being given um, the rights to feed in most of the French Quarter, our characters took Alex Richard's body back to Kat's home so that Kat could do a more thorough investigation while Guayar and Mercy made their way to the French Quarter to feast on some authentic Latino cuisine and what would be considered a full English breakfast. <laughs> Yum. So we pick back up as midnight draws in around the streets of New Orleans. A fog settles in off of Lake Pontchartrain, which I was told I have pronounced incorrectly every time I've said it. Um, I think that's its purpose, though, is to be mispronounced. <laughs> like it, it, it's 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 Creole. It's it's not supposed to be pronounced correctly. Um, no. to anyone from Louisiana watching, I deeply apologize. Uh, our scene starts just outside of a toll booth on the causeway leading to the city. A convoy of trucks is stopped by a gentleman in a safety vest stepping outside of the toll booth and raising a hand. After a quick moment of hushed conversation and a few flashes of both different colored eyes and weapons, some money exchanges hands and the drivers are given the right to pass the lights of New Orleans, their reward. We begin following our coterie with Kat and Simon back at Catriona's house, specifically the attic in which the body is being stored. Yes. Um, Having miraculously identified exactly what stores clothes are from. Yes. And Jeremy, I believe you now have access to the mock-up I made of Alex Richards' driver li driver's license. Okay. Um, Let which... me see here. Yes, I. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. Um. All right. Yep. Uh. So Henrietta. You're, uh, so you're from here, right? Talking to Simon. Simon? Yes. Yeah. Um, not originally, but I've been here for a while now. Good enough. Do you know yeah. where, Hen where, where Delisle Street would be, perchance? Simon probably would. Yeah, I, I don't imagine that Griffin <laughs> does. Um, I I've looked at quite a I few. Would streets, but I would be impressed if you. I, I would be impressed if you did. But yeah. Let's 
It's like I know I know Dolphin Street, which I'm probably also mispronouncing. <laughs> I I know Royal Street. Let's see. Actually, now that I've looked it up on a map, would I potentially know where it is since it is uncomfortably close to where we are right now? Yes. <laughs> well, what, what street was it? Uh, Henriette DeLille. Yeah, Henriette DeLille Street. I feel like I can't, I haven't seen the thing yet, but I feel like it should be Delisle. Is there no S in there? Uh, no, it's D E L I L L E. Yeah, it could be. It could be Delisle. It could be Delille. I'm not. I'm, French is not my, my language of choice. Um, it's like it probably depends on when that street was named. I, I would. I would put money on it being Delisle spelled phonetically. You know that makes a lot of sense. It's probably fairly accurate. Um. But yeah, this was uh, that was one of the streets that you looked at potential houses on. That is literally less than a mile from where we are right now. Yeah, like that wouldn't have been particularly far out of your way heading towards a cemetery, even. All right. I suppose that would make sense if he was drunkenly wandering around as opposed to being an idiot and, and driving down into this vicinity. Indeed. I mean, odds are that he is just some completely random nobody that stumbled into this situation. That's what it appeared to be. But you should at least probably stop by there and see if anybody else lives there and is looking for him. Because that could be a concern. Yeah. We don't need someone to go looking for no, no. a vampire victim. It'd also be good to make sure that he's not tangled into the occult in some manner. That might also get others' attention. Absolutely fair. Uh, what time is it right now? Uh, it's about one in the morning. Okay, so we still have plenty of time. Oh, yeah. that's like literally a few streets off of the main roads of, of New Orleans. <laughs> yep, yeah. yep. It is... Like it is literally a sixteen-minute walk per Google Maps from where the where from 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 Cat's house, um, like corner of Esplanade and Rampart, and just go like a few streets down mm-hmm. here for a walk. Sure. All right. I will send out a. I, I will send out a text to the group chat. Um, Mercy will receive this text. Simon will receive it too. Taking yes. taking <laughs> taking a trip to visit our drunk friend from the cemetery. All right, duty calls. I guess I better alert Guire. 
So yeah, um, and then lock up, leave the body upstairs. Let's head out. And okay. probably starting on her second snack of the evening, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. You're you're back in a different bar, just sort of scouting things out, holding a glass of whiskey that you have no intention of act, intention of actually drinking. Yeah, your phone. Because I'm goes I'm off. only just above half full right now. Man. The phone goes off. Evening, Mercy. Yeah, Cat gave me a call. They've got a lead on our friend from the cemetery. Hmm. Anything worthwhile? Mm, an address. Mm. Did they happen to share that with you? Mm, I have the address if you're interested. I can finish up my business here and then make my way down. All right, I'll let them know. Shoot me the Enjoy. address and I'll see you there. All right, I'll text it. Okay, so in a moment, you receive a text with an address to 1463 uh, Henriette Delisle Street. Hmm. Probably not too far from where I'm at right now. No, no, it wouldn't be. Um, so for sake of continuity... And timing, Guayar. Are you looking for the same type of um, prey as last session? Generally, um, of course, the secondary prey option is always anyone who decides they want to pick a fight with the devil. Because you know, relig religious religious zealots thinking they can you know expunge expunge the devil from their streets make also good snacks. That is fair. That is very fair. Um, one of the things that catches your eye as you are just making your way through the quarter is a set of two individuals, two Caucasian males, in very obvious black top white collar, black pants, very obvious brothers of the cloth mm -hmm. who are currently just talking to a group of people but handing out pamphlets. Uh, it does seem like they're getting a little bit of uh, aggravation from the people that are actually being handed the pamphlets, almost like they were proselytizing. Almost certainly. Uh, Guayar kind of crosses by on the opposite end of the street, but pauses just long enough to make eye contact and let the beacon of the unholy just kind of sink in as a flaw. 
Let me just real quick. Ah, uh, yes. Using a flaw as a hunting tactic. Yep. You would be surprised how often it works. That is how my, uh, the, the five-year-old female vampire I, I played in one campaign hunted exclusively. <laughs> Can you help me? I can't find my parents. Numb. <laughs> it's effective. Okay. So, there is almost an immediate reaction the moment they make eye contact with you. And the one just drops the set of pamphlets he has and starts praying very loudly. And it's caused quite a bit of a scene from everyone. Um, Mainly because people just start backing up and getting out of the way. The other gentleman has went the aggressive route and is starting to yell at you in Latin. Um, All I can imagine is this goes horribly wrong and that loud praying is actually like Malleus Maleficarum doing a <laughs> prayer for your armor of St. Andrew. <laughs> um, Guire just kind of uh, like standing across the street, leaning on the cane, just sort of watching the individual chanting in Latin, looking at the rest of the crowd who is sort of backing away, any of them that show even the slightest concern for the individual getting aggressive towards Guire just sort of gives, like, the, no, don't worry, it's fine. Uh, and, like, continues walking in that sort of I dare you to follow me kind of, like, please make my day. Show me how you will cast out the devil. And as you get about half a block down the road, not even, you'll get probably a hundred feet and you'll hear, get back here, it's not worth it. And uh, running after you now is one of the gentlemen clutching a rosary and pulling a crucifix from, from a pocket. Oh, this is perfect. And she just kind of ducks into an alley real quick and waits. There is a, a brief moment where he goes right by the alley and then just sort of like dejectively walks back and then just yeah, he does he does the very cartoonish of and then is in the alley with you. Nice. Uh, Go ahead and roll me. um, Open a character sheet. It's a thing I should always have open on here. Uh, Give me uh, strength and. mm, Yeah, strength and brawl. Strength, brawl, not dex brawl? No, dex brawl. Yeah, dex brawl. brawl? Okay. Uh, Dex Brawl, Diff 6. Da, 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 da. Uh, and I am aiming for this to be quick, so I will add my celerity to it. Okay. Dex Brawl. Plus one modifier. Diff 6. Oh, 
uh, my dexterity specialty would apply, I'm assuming, which is yes. uh, a natural grace. Yeah. Which means I believe you end up with one success. Right? I end up with a success there. Okay. So it is a struggle for a minute as he does gain his senses once he is pulled into the darkened alley. And you you catch a few flying elbows and hear some words and uh, he, he spouts off something in Spanish you don't quite understand and you finally get a, a, a leg around him properly, grab his neck and just pull back and go. <laughs> uh, how many points of blood are you taking? Or let me, let me ask you a different question. Do you mean to harm this individual or are you just wanting to scare him? Uh, as much as this individual is frustrating, she doesn't want to cause any permanent harm just because he's done nothing actually violent yet. He was just running at her with a rosary, which would have done nothing. Okay. So I assume the three points of blood then that yes. is safe. Easy enough. You drink your fill and just sort of slump him up in the alleyway. Uh, she, after after closing the wound, she sort of slumps him down, pats him on the cheek. Now remember, the devil is so much more than a man. And try to know your limits next time. And now we have Malleus Maleficarum backstory. And you, uh, you make your way off to the, as the movie plays in my head, you make your way out of the alley and the scene changes to Cat and uh, Simon <laughs> walking towards uh, a, not the worst house on the block you've seen, um, but it's old. Okay. Um, it looks like it's it got beat to hell back in Katrina and not too much was done to soup it up other than uh, the necessary requirements in a fresh coat of paint. Uh, there are two lights on in the living room and one okay. car in the driveway. Okay. Hmm. Simon, would you mind, I don't know how, how, Sure, there. I have a lot of skills. Stealth is not one of them. Would you mind perhaps doing a little bit of reconnaissance? I can certainly try. I'm, I ask. I I do have soft steps. I'm not great. I'm not. I'm not a. Thief. Well, didn't say you were. Nope. But I could certainly give it a shot. Um, looking around the house. Um, does it connect to like an alley? Uh, it does not. It is okay. uh, not an alley, but it is a corner street or a corner house. Okay. Uh, roll me dexterity and stealth, please, at difficulty five. 
delve. Um, since this is reconnaissance, can I use heightened senses with auspects for this? Yes, you can. Okay. Now I have to remember what to add for that. It reduces the difficulty by your auspects rating. Yeah, for perception rolls. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Not using perception on this, though. No, this is the roll to see how well you can sneak around and okay, then yeah. you roll for how well you can gather the information you want. Okay, so this one will just be deck stealth difficulty five. Mm -hmm. Two successes. Um, looks like that went to just you. I'll take your word for it, though. Um, yeah, make sure on dice pulls, make sure you just set it to set, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, that was even better. Oh, yeah. So. so you do manage to sneak around the house without being noticed. Go ahead and give me a perception and alertness and go ahead and subtract your auspects rating from that at a difficulty. F uh, so base difficulty six. So for you would be how many points do you have in auspects? Two. So it'd be yeah, two. diff four. Okay. Perception and what was it? Uh, perception and alertness. Alert. Okay. Difficulty four. Two successes. Inside of this house, you can see there is a woman roughly in her either late 20s or early 30s a bun of a tangled mass of red hair in an oversized t-shirt laying on the couch with the news running. Um, currently, it is just a news segment about uh, Mardi Gras because that's all the news channels are going to cover right now. And... The other thing you hear is a child crying. And she heaves a big sigh, gets up, goes into another room. And following her around the house, uh, she goes into a young child's bedroom. If you had to guess, somewhere around the toddler stage of child development, um, which has always been weird to me because it's like from when they can walk to when they're in preschool. So, right. Like rolling dice with that. Um, but that is inside of the house is very, very clean, um, but does not look very high class it's very down-to-earth decorations very minimalist um nothing that really sticks out or screams hey we we, we worship satan um you know nothing nothing black massy i mean a good call was just keep that stuff in the basement exactly but simon will quietly walk back over and inform Cat of 
a lady and a child. Hmm. She frowns a little bit. She's sort of doing the thing that you do with a pen when you're flipping it through your fingers, except for with the license. Mm-hmm. All right, I've got this. She straightens up, pops her neck to one side, and then just walks right put walks right up to the door and there's a a quietness that hangs in the air with just the sound of the news blaring in the background for a moment. And that goes completely quiet. And then you hear slide of a deadbolt, slide of a chain, and then creak as the door opens and one green eye peeks out. Can I help you? Hi. Um, I don't, this is a little, this might be a little bit awkward. I'm, I just got into town um, last night. And um, uh-huh. when I was flying in, um, I, I was making my way through the airport, and I happened to notice, and she pulls out the license, this. And I assumed it had been dropped, so I'm just stopping by to return it. She opens the door. Uh, small child. uh Girl, roughly two or three years old, um, face buried into her mom's shoulder. Okay. uh, Did you happen to see my husband with it? I didn't. No, I was, I was simply, I'm trying to make my way through security, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it was just, it looks like, it looked like it had, it was next to the Cinnabon, so I assume it had just sort of dropped out or something, uh, maybe fell out of fell, fell out of pocket. I don't know, um, but I just happened to notice it on the ground and was like, "Well, I can at least return it." I assumed it was somebody okay. just walking through. So, go ahead and roll me manipulation. Yep. And subterfuge. I will spend a little power on this. Seven. Uh, does, does the specialty persuasive apply? Yes, it does. All right. Standing back, like more towards the sidewalk. Um, can Simon see this lady enough to actually like focus on her and use aura perception? Uh, yes. Okay. She is. The door is wide open. Um, Let's see. Should be about this time that Mercy is probably driving up. Oh, come on, dice. That would be two with the the willpower. Okay, it's enough. She sort of scratches her head with the license. That doesn't make any sense, but uh, I guess I'll just keep trying his cell phone. Yes, I... Sorry, I don't. I, I I hope I didn't step on anything. I just wanted to. No, no, it's it's. Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. Uh, have a good night. I guess you as well. Thank you. I have a few phone calls to make, and she uh, shuts the door a little. It, you you jump a bit at uh, how 
Uh-huh. Slam. The door shuts that sort of chunk of the deadbolt. Just the slightest quirk of a smile and then turn around and walk back. All right, that masquerade problem solved. Now we can get rid of the body wherever we want. So three successes on aura perception. I can recognize the color of their aura. Um, okay, yes, I had this chart pulled up specifically for you last week, and that never happened. So <laughs> through no fault of my but my own. So um you are getting A mixture of a an aura that is both orange and looks like white noise or static. But the thing that immediately jumps out to you is she does not have any of these supernatural auras. I was mostly aiming to for light to make sure there wasn't light green. Which is distrustful. No, no. Simon's main goal was to make, was checking that Kat's lie actually landed properly. And that she believed Kat and wasn't distrustful of of this information. No. Uh, For our viewers at home, the colors that were displayed were both uh, orange and white noise, which means confused and afraid. So it's about this time that Mercy's hearse pulls up. She's going to park a little bit away from uh, the actual house because, I mean, she doesn't want to arouse suspicion with a hearse at one o'clock in the morning. Of course. Um. You need to get an incognito mode of transport. <laughs> it's good. It's marketing, okay? And it's New Orleans. Who's going to bat an eye at a hearse? But the aesthetic. I run, I run my own business. Marketing so is I. tough. I just don't drive it everywhere. Marketing is tough. I got to advertise in the best way I know how. That is fair. Um... She'll walk up to, I'm assuming, our our cat in um, Simon on the sidewalk by now? Yeah, yeah. Cat would have been, like, in the process of starting to walk away from the place. Mm-hmm. It stops when she sees hers. So, Mercy would kind of, like, do the head tilt thing, like, come, come this way, just so we're Nods not... Nods a little sta- bit. Not standing in front of the ladies' windows. Yep. Um... So, uh, <clears throat> what'd you find out? Unfortunately, not very much. Um, I was hoping that the place would be abandoned, that he lived alone. Sadly, not. Um, there is a, mm-hmm. there, there is a wife and a daughter. Fortunately, she is going to be assuming that he left on a plane now. You want to go get some milk? 
or at least was meeting somebody at the airport or any number of horribly suspicious things that will keep her from looking for bodies. Well, all right, I guess that's, I guess that'll do it. It's not ideal. I would have liked to be able to search his place, but you know, you do what you can. Yeah, well, suppose you're right. So now what? Well, we know that this was a local. Um, she certainly didn't seem to have any sort of inkling that anything was amiss. And by her aura, the the lie work, she's um, confused and anxious and... Well, she wasn't well, distrustful of of it, so it seems like she well, I can all, took it. She well, wasn't sparkling or pale or any of that other nonsense that I hear mm -hmm. about. Okay. This was just a sad sack who wandered drunkenly into the wrong place at the wrong time. Sure sounds like it. So, anything else about your uh, from your ritual tonight no no there wasn't anything i didn't i did not do that yet um uh. i did some preparation of the body uh the ritual stuff is is it takes a little bit longer um that's fair at the moment i think I'm sorry to call you out here. I don't know that there's anything. I don't think there's anything new that we have at this point, other than we know he lived very close to where his body ultimately was. I think it's fair to say he probably went for a nightcap in the quarter, you know, maybe had a rendezvous with some mistress. Or something like that. Time that you all can hear a motorcycle approaching. Oh, good. She got my text. Let's keep walking. Let's not have a, a large power directly in front of the poor woman's house. At least, like, move like half a house down or something. Like yeah, let's that. uh, let's keep like walking. around the corner, like yeah, around, around the corner, the corner or something or like that. Motorcycle parks next to the hearse. While walking by, Simon does want to like be like checking the windows and um, seeing if if she's if she's visible and how she's reacting. You can see the shadow of her from the TV, and she is walking back and forth. Um. She's still at, the shadow's a little muddy because um, that's what happens when it hits windows. Mm -hmm. But you can tell she still has child in one arm and very obviously has cell phone. Which, speaking of, Jeremy, mm -hmm. what is Kat's ringtone? Uh, that is a really 
good question. Um, no, she would be careful enough that it would just be the absolute, just, it is whatever the ringtone was. What, what is the default <laughs> iPhone <laughs> ringtone? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so the your iPhone goes off and a number pops up that you do not recognize. Interesting. I'll answer it. I don't say anything at first. Hello, darling niece. I'm so glad that you've finally made your way into New Orleans. So, uh, how is the local fair treating you? Ah, Elena, how are you? Good, good. I just want you to know, I have eyes on you. Sure that you do. I feel very comforted by that. Simon just waves into nowhere. <laughs> I love that so much. Heightened senses. He can probably pick up that phone conversation. Yeah. yeah. Hi, Ant. I've never met. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. I will look forward to seeing everything you're doing in the city. And, uh, See how you're furthering the Giovanni name. Hopefully we won't have any mistakes like we did in New York. I mean, I do not plan on it and barring outside influences making it such, I'm certain that it will not happen. Even if that's the case, worry not. I'm more prepared this time. Good, good. Have a good night. You as well. And she will hang up. Hangs up. Mm. Nothing. <laughs> Just tell all the faces looking. As Guayar is walking on the approach. <laughs> so Simon just has a big Cheshire grin. Sorry, what? So find anything useful? Uh unfortunately not in this particular uh sorry. No, not in this particular uh situation. Um, our, our, our good friend, um, Alex has a wife and child, so we can't just bust in and see if there's any information, but based off everything Simon and I have discovered, it seems very much like it was just a, it was just a bad coincidence for him. Have you spoken to the wife and child? The child will not be saying much. The child is is, is an infant. 
Um, I did not speak with the, well, that's not true. I spoke with the, I spoke with the wife, um, just well enough to have her assume that her husband is leaving forever or had a discreet rendezvous at the vicinity of the airport. There was no indication that she was under the influence of a supernatural either. There's nothing. There's these are random people. And you just left the poor woman at that. Yes. Her problems aren't my problems. Giovanni's. Y'all really should have waited. Our job <laughs> was to make sure that the masquerade is protected. We do that by getting rid of the body, which functionally we've done, and making sure nobody comes looking for that body. anybody has any other concerns to raise about the matter, I'm happy to hear them. It's just dawning on me now that the two characters like no empathy for people are the ones that went to deal with the lady. So our bigger concern is where to find these people, these two I mean, shall we just start assuming? What shall we just start assuming and call them Sabat? Well, first off, can you get me that gentleman's first and last name again? Yes, Alex Richards. Thank you very much. Memorize I'll the be right back. Guire says as she goes to walk towards the, the mother's house. Ah! Yes, <laughs> okay. this is going to seem completely nat. Never mind. <laughs> so. You approach the home. You I'm walking hear... the other way to be completely out of view. So at the least. You uh, you manage to duck behind a building somewhere so that you can still hear, but yeah. are not in immediate line of sight. Approaching the house, you can hear varied hush or hurried conversations in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, or as she she approaches and she just very lightly just knocks on the door. There will be a pause, a quick sentence said, and then slide of a deadbolt, sound of a chain being undone. The door will open and one green eye will peek out. Uh, greeted by Guire's own green eyes. Uh, and she will say, uh, good evening, darling. I'm sorry to disturb you at this time of night. Are you, uh, relative of Alex Richards? Yes, I'm his wife, she says, opening the door fully. Um, you can see the, the small child. Very, very tired, but still confused about everything that's going on. Oh, hi there, she says in the sweetest voice towards the, the small child. She doesn't say anything, but she's definitely, like, looking at you intrigued. 
sorry. I've just been trying to see what I can piece together because Alex is a friend from out on the town, had a few drinks occasionally, shared conversations, not much more than that, but I was trying to piece together what had been going on and wanted to check on his health. Have you seen him recently? I haven't seen him since yesterday morning when he left for work. All right, well, we were supposed to have a couple of drinks, share conversations, talk local news late earlier this evening, but he didn't manage to show up. I was just going to give him a house call and check on him and see how he's been doing, but hasn't been here either then, huh? No, he hasn't. Um, I didn't catch your name. Oh, uh, you can call McGuire. I live out. I live out on the bayou. Okay. I don't think Alex has ever mentioned you before, but we we tend to only meet casually in in the in bleh, me stumbling over my own words. We tend to only meet casually in bars and have conversations. We just happen to hang out in the same places, and I've picked up a couple of things from conversation. Okay. But just being a concerned friend and just trying to check up on him. Are you going to be all right? Um, well, it depends on whether he comes back or not. Um, I'm going to have to get a job and going to have to try and figure some things out. But tell you what, if this does turn into anything foul and you have any kind of problems... Feel free to reach out to me. I'm kind of a night owl. You might not be able to find me during the day. But if you head out to the bayou and you ask about anyone around there would know where you can find Guire at night. And I tend to I tend to make it my business to help people out who need stuff done, who have problems, need any kind of assistance they can get. If you need my help, I'll be happy to give it. Just reach out, and I'll be happy to help keep you steady if you need it. Roll me, because you're not trying to lie. You're trying to be sincere here. Um, it's a little bit of lying, a little bit of sincerity. Like, she's hiding exactly what she does for people, but, you know. Yeah. Um, so give me charisma and subterfuge. And I'm assuming enchanting voice applies? Yes, it does. Okay, so that'll reduce the difficulty by two. So yes, whatever the a difficulty of six usual, so diff four. Okay. This is how you add a dot of herd to your backgrounds. While that, I'll spend a willpower on this just for funsies. Okay. As Guire was having that conversation, Simon would have like stepped, like not in front of the house, but off to the side to like try to be out of the way, inconspicuous, but still be able to see the door. Mm-hmm. And reading her aura some more. Uh, you might be getting you might be getting interference because uh, you got Guire standing there. Yeah, you have a, a supernatural standing right. In yeah. Front. Well, not only that, but Guire specifically. If you remember oh, Guire's yes. Guire's bloodline trait. Yes. 
Would you describe your aura to Simon, please? Yeah. So, uh, as you as you begin to read auras, uh, the woman's aura is almost completely subsumed by the brilliant beacon that is Guire's aura. It's almost a fire that sort of emerges around her and sort of shines out everything else in the area. It is impossible to miss as as she as she is standing there in conversation. It's brighter than just about any other vampiric aura you've ever seen. Hmm. So yeah, you are getting a lot of interference there. Mechanically, difficulty to detect Guire's aura is reduced by two. Period. End of sentence. Ah, <laughs> uh, difficulty four to perceive Guire's aura. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, so with those two successes... Three successes with the willpower. Yes. Yes, thank you. Uh, you see her expression soften a little. Thank you. This has just been a lot thrown at me very fast. I usually he's very good about calling he's i know he's been very busy at work construction worker mardi gras everything happening so i was kind of worried when he didn't call last night thank you don't you worry no matter what happens i'll be happy to help out so you just take the night relax if nothing comes comes of it, nothing comes of it. But if anything bad does happen, don't compound trouble with trouble. And just take some time, breathe. It'll be all right. Thank you. You have a good night. You too. And she'll shut the door. You'll hear that deadbolt go back and the chain go... And now, and now we just compound it even more and bring her the body, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. That is no. mine. Finders keepers. <laughs> so uh, I have use for that. Guire, Guire returns to the group. You are too old to be pulling finders keepers. <laughs> Guire, Guire returns to the group, uh, just sort of like polishing her her nails with a dagger. Uh, and she just says, well, found out he's a construction worker. We're working on some Mardi Gras business, so that's probably worth investigating a little more. Do you find anything sure else that, out? Well, uh, he's often busy at work, which means that any major connections that he'll have with anyone around the city will be through his construction work, which probably be worthwhile finding out where he works specifically uh learn that he was a good husband uh and that she was surprised by him not showing up he's gone out drinking occasionally but not too significant but she bought that i was someone that he met at a bar and would have been just a casual drinking friend so he does go out drinking enough on the regular do we know when she last heard from him when he went to work this morning. Mm-hmm. Yesterday morning. Yesterday morning. Oh, uh, yesterday morning, yeah. But like like Simon would actually correct. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Because you're, you're... <laughs> I'm just standing like a little buzz away with heightened awareness. It's do we Mer- Mercy's just thinking to herself, 
like something doesn't add up. So if he's been missing for almost 48 hours, why hasn't she contacted the police? Have you Most ever tried contacting? Have you ever tried contacting the police for anything? Especially well, around no. Mardi Gras. Well, no, I haven't. I drive a hearse. Look at me. Around Mardi, around Mardi Gras, the police are going to be dealing with all the drunken disorderlies. Any individual person calling in, and I hate to say this, any individual person of a minority calling in anything is going to get less than effective response. Look at look at that house. This is not a family with means. You don't bother contacting the police because they're not going to help you. There's also just the prevalent myth that you have to wait like 24 or 48 hours before also contacting that. them. Which is a pile of bullshit, but also the 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 elusive self-deception of hope that maybe it's not all all bad. Mm. Yes, PSA to anybody listening. Uh, if people don't show up when they're supposed to, do not wait 48 hours. Call no. the fucking cops. Yeah. It, it, there's usually, it's usually something like a 48 or um, 48 or whatever, 72. It's, um, it's, yeah, like it's, a, it's whatever it is, it's a myth. Yeah. Yes. It yeah. depends on the state. Yeah. yeah some states well, actually that, do have some local ordinances. Yeah. To be fair actually do have it just know find out what your ordinance is and it's not it's not everywhere yeah on on a national level the chances of finding somebody alive drops drastically after after the first 48 48. after the first 48 yep yeah there's a show so it unless the police tell you you have to wait by law don't wait yes so anyways yeah and the fact that they won't be getting any help from the police is part of why I make that part of my business. <sighs> Sad to say, I think that's the best help they're going to get, Guar, and that's no side against you. That's just a commentary on our society as it stands. Hey, Cap. Hmm? This is why I drive a hearse. And part of doing right by that poor woman is going to be finding out the Sabat idiots who pulled this stunt. So, shall we get I mean, don't know how that helps her, but it certainly helps the Kimmerland that it helps us in esteem, so I'm for it. You really don't get people. No, I, I, I absolutely understand people. That's, that, that's actually my job. I just don't care that there's a difference. I'm not good at understanding people, but anyways, who feels like going to Elysium with that with a with a drawing? See if anyone there might recognize. Guire just kind of smirks. Idea in the world. Oh my word! I would love to walk into Elysium. So what Simon says if anyone wants to go to Elise, I would like, like to roll an choir. empathy roll. Yep, uh, roll. Uh... <laughs> oh, shoot. Like when when talking about going to Elysium, like Simon is looking at Guire after the conversation uh, with um, <laughs> Destiny. Uh, I point of order. I will say uh, you did hand a drawing to Destiny. Yes. The, 
the pre. I was working on a second one though. So, um, I had been working on a second. Empathy, Guire. What would be the difficulty here? Um, she's not hiding it. Roll six. <laughs> okay. Uh, perception. Yeah, not there. Two. Uh, Guayar knows that there will be some shit going down if she walks into Elysium. Where, dear, should we be concerned about the idea of going to Elysium? Well. Or I guess, let me phrase that differently. What should I know before the group of us heads to Elysium that I should be prepared for? Well, you should first know you know my clan. I do. Second, you should know what your friend peeped when he read my aura. You mean that you're a big fireball of an aura? Is that right? I'm not particularly experienced in auras of the living. Or, you know, us. Does Let's that just mean? say that the oh-so-famous Tremere clan uh, okay, fair. is a failing when it comes to me. They're failing when it comes to everybody. They're Tremere. That's sort of in their nature. But I mean in specific. Their grand curse that they placed on the Asamite? Yes, yes. Has no hold on me. Okay. So you're basically a big middle finger to the Tremere. My sheer existence is proof that the Tremere are fallible and their curses can be broken. A cursory oh. examination of their history makes it clear that they are ridiculously fallible. But that is a fair point. I bet they love that. With better magic users. Two rules um, of the empire. One, avoid the sunlight. Two, do not trust the Tremere. <laughs> <laughs> and shit talk them whenever possible. Um, <laughs> well, let's just say there's a long history with my having been here the past 200 years of the Tremere thinking they know things and me proving them wrong. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I so there is hostility there. I get that, but it is Elysium, like it is Elysium. We're not going to get into a life or death fight. Which kind of decries the point of Elysian, are we? I, th I think that's, uh, well, they're the ones who set the rules. <laughs> that is true. But if there are witnesses besides them, they are also bound by those rules as a general. But, yes, you'll probably run into nothing more than Alexander Ward shitting his pants, but... <laughs> how, long has, how long has Alexander been the... Keeper of Elysium here. Roll me. That would be... Wits and Streetwise. Difficulty six. Actually, difficulty five. 
Street. Difficulty five. Two successes. It's been a number of years. You've been in New Orleans for a minute, and he's been the keeper of Elysium since you've been here. Okay. It's like, Simon's been here for about 20 years. Because he he has like his own vampire at this point and was turned here. Mm-hmm. So, so how long since Guar and I've been here? A little bit longer. A little we bit <laughs> from the Civil little War. Bit, <laughs> little bit. Guar's been here bit a whole tenfold. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Alexander's longer. been keeper of Elysium for roughly thirty years. Uh-huh. I, I know Simon will comment. I know Alexander, a Tremere asshole, has been the keeper for our, as long as I've been here, so over 20 years. About 30. Have you, have you have okay? Have you just avoided going to Elysium and causing trouble? Oh or, no, I when I go to Elysium, it's to cause trouble. Okay. <laughs> Are we gonna like go I cause said, because, like I said, me simply walking into Elysium is a reason for Alexander to shit his pants. Are we going to go cause trouble? If you want to. Uh, we, look, I am in general in, in, in favor of the idea of causing an acceptable amount of trouble. But also, I literally just arrived in this city... I'm not necessarily down with 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 with, with kicking over the the vendors in the temple quite yet. As much as I love Seaguire cause trouble, I'm gonna have to go with Cat on this one, especially given the situation. Now I did walk by Elysium a couple of times while I was out hunting. I cannot believe where Alexander decided to place it tonight. I kind of want to bring you there just for the show of it. Is it... Is it conceivable? What would happen if you just walked in and didn't start trouble? Oh, Alexander would be Alexander would be nervous the entire night wondering what trouble I was going to start. Doesn't that... Isn't that a reward in and of itself? It absolutely is. I just think sometimes it's not worth the effort. But if we want to go uh, there, we can. Because we do need to get this. Well, we? actually, now that I think about it. All right. We would be going there to spread information about these individuals, right? To spread information or try to find information, either. Or try way. to find information. We're going there with a purpose related to our job, not specifically for Guire to cause problems. Do we want to do that quite? Do we want to just inform the the Camarilla in this city at large that the four of us not yet fully established as a group working together, to be frank. Um, are looking for Sabat in the city to people who, if we're asking information about them, and if somebody knows information and they have not presented it, 
already that may imply that they are working with the Sabbat, so that would be putting the target on our backs. Actually, there is someone that I would be worth talking to. Thinking about it, they'll almost certainly be in Elysium. That I like more. In fact, I'm thinking there. There's also the deal that, that um, be... Charlotte Jane's almost certainly going to be at Elysium tonight, and she'll be worth talking to because she'll have all the gossip on any individuals who would have walked in and out of the city if anyone in the Camarilla has seen them. Mm. As as far as she's the local harpy. Mm. As far as and also as far as um, us spreading information. Destiny was going to be spreading it anyways, letting folks know. And exact that is actually my point. If Destiny is spreading it, then the information gets out there, and we can potentially piggyback on learning that information. And the target is on the much more powerful sheriff's back. So now, you're you're wanting to fly soul. under the radar. Yes. Well. I can agree that we can let Destiny handle all the backlash of announcing that there are Sabbat in the city. I think because you've got a visual description of who we're hunting for in your brain, talking to Charlotte would help us actually gather information with what she might have seen. That I am not opposed with. And there is a member of my clan in the city who I can, who, who acts as a purveyor of goods. Hmm. Do you now, might know of anybody being snuck into the city? Not Sabat, but individuals in general, or may know of the ways that people are being snuck in specifically as opposed to a general sense. Now, you will get dinner in a show if I end up going to talk to Charlotte because she'll almost certainly be right next to Alexander. That sounds delightful. <laughs> oh, dear. Completely out of character. Is Charlotte the the um girl from last week I was eating blood sorbet? No. Okay. That no, would that, that would have been funny. That was a uh an off-screen NPC that will uh be an important tool later. Fair enough. I, I figured I just like wait a minute, is that the connection here? No. So Shall we head to Elysium, then? I cannot wait to show you the fact that it's in the Masquerade Bar. Oh. Because Alexander Ward is a fucking idiot. Guire, you walking in is not going to be what causes problems. I I can't imagine how putting it in the Masquerade Bar doesn't cause problems on its own. How how has this organization <laughs> survived for 600 years? The hell is Alexander thinking? Yeah. I don't I don't think he was. I'll be honest with I'm you. I'm sure he thought it was funny and has he ever? <laughs> it's a it's very good question. Let's go. Kat, you ask how this organization has survived for 600 years? Keep in mind, Alexander's only been in charge of Elysium for 30, and there's Sabat on the city now. I think she meant the Camarilla. I, I, I meant there. the Camarilla. <laughs> yes. I meant the Camarilla. And oh, no, that was, that was well, going to be I a dig under- at Alexander. Well, I understand that Alexander is not the Camarilla. The person who the Camarilla 
entrusted to put in power in this city entrusted Alexander with being the keeper of Elysium. Incompetence also rolls downhill. <laughs> Are you calling the prince incompetent? Not out loud. Hold on. Look around. Make sure that there's no prince around. Maybe. <laughs> That's a very strong maybe. I am not a member of the Camarilla. I can say what I like. <laughs> Just not in their presence. You you look you you look around it. Don't you have a Giovanni with eyes on us? In the future. <laughs> It's when we just are fielding, into nowhere again. when we are fielding phone calls, <laughs> I would consider it a point of courtesy not to listen in on them. But yes, you could have, you could have stepped was, away from the group. I was I was still trying to watch. Like, you literally overheard them. a conversation half a block away. Did, did you just away from the group? and the woman? Yeah, Simon so heard it's... something good. <laughs> <laughs> it, the, the comment about having eyes on us, Simon does wave into nowhere again. <laughs> let's go. All right. Yes. Let's, let's go. I know the way. I walked by it a few times. Walking by the house, Simon is like checking the house some more. Seeing if she's still just pacing around making phone calls or whatever. Um, she does not appear to be pacing, but the TV is still going and you can he still hear the news from outside of the house. Okay. So how are you for making your way to Elysium tonight? How far away are we? It is on, we, it is on the far side of the French Quarter from here. Mm-hmm. So it's probably 45 minutes by walking. They have a hearse and a motorcycle. I'm going to wait yeah, until Fire gets on the motorcycle and then just get on behind her. Uh, <laughs> Simon, Simon, want to wanna spin in the hearse? Sure. All right, right, hop in the back. Awesome. Get to the, the back. Lays there like is always yes. <laughs> Simon will take any chance to look like a corpse sitting in the back. <laughs> Considering how finely dressed he is and how pale he is, he fits the role. Make yourself comfy back there. Simon absolutely looks like a corpse laying in the back. He's just like he lays down, crosses his hands over his chest. <laughs> yep. Like eyes closed, like not making any effort to even appear to be breathing or anything. I just might have to hire you out sometime. You make a good prop. <laughs> All right, let's roll. It is a roughly a it's roughly a ten minute drive with. All of the traffic and all the people. You're there in about twenty minutes. Parking is always a bitch, no matter where you go in New Orleans. 
Fortunately, I have a motorcycle, so it's easy to just finagle a parking spot. Yep. So, damn, too bad no one. The hearse, the hearse has a much harder time. I mean, I have a harder time, but I know these streets. Like, I, I, I can get by. This is what I do. All I can imagine is having a Bruja character and like, oh, there's no parking. I can fix that and just push this vehicle out of the way. I'll do you one better. You you just walk on top of vehicle until no longer vehicle there. Drive other vehicle <laughs> over top. <laughs> so, getting to Masquerade, there are two individuals standing in front of the doors. Both of which look to you. The one on the left, a taller African-American man, has a clipboard, flips through a few pages. You I recognize, and you I recognize, but the other two, they're new. Yes, I'm new to the city, uh, Katrina Giovanni. Okay. And Simon, he points to you. Uh, who's just never been to Elysium in the 20 years that he's been here, I guess. No. I uh, love it. I love it. Ah, uh, yes. I normally stay around my shop over in the French Quarter up on Delphine Street. He will turn the clipboard towards you and pull a pen from a pocket. Simon takes the clipboard and reaches into his own breast pocket and pulls out his own pen. And uh, the same will go for you as well, Kat. Okay. He takes the clipboard. All right, I think you all know the rules. Keep your hands to yourselves. Always. No Tom fuckery. Never. He undoes a a rope, lets you through, and entering into Masquerade Nightclub is a scene of pure debauchery. There are people who are openly feeding. There are people who are just drinking their... It is vampire, it is kindred and kind intertwined without the veil. Mm. And uh, Guire, knowing who she is here to talk to and knowing that it's best to make as big of an entrance as you can to get her attention, just sort of steps in, clangs the, the cane on the ground for the loudest metallic ring that she can get and says, oh, it's good to be back knowing exactly that she's going to get all the attention she wants and all the bad attention that she's just so happy to get as well. Okay, give me a charisma and expression roll. Difficulty five. Your charming voice will apply to this. Difficulty three. Yes. 
charisma expression diff three. I'll put a willpower on this. I'm trying to get the harpy's attention. Five successes. Congratulations. <laughs> there is a moment where the music doesn't stop, but there is a lot of silence and a lot of heads looking towards the four of you. Um, mainly at Guayar. <laughs> Mercy just gives a little finger wave. Like... There is a moment where you are allowed to just enter and walk and almost almost as soon as the immediacy of the the attention dies away standing at your side uh cat since you are the furthest out on the group is a man in a black pea coat with a paintbrush mustache salt and pepper spiked hair a set of glasses and uh sparkling blue eyes behind them Hello. Hello. Pleasure to meet you. You as well. I'm Alexander Ward. Ah, yes. I've heard so much about you. Catriona Giovanni. A pleasure. Miss Vincente. So, so wonderful to see you, Alex. If you say so, with a with a with a giant toothy grin. <laughs> now, so, would you be a dear and tell me where, as I try and remember, where Charlotte's been hiding? She has actually sent me to find you, and I will lead you the way now. As he takes you to a back room that is cut off from the rest of the nightclub to the point where it is soundproof. And he holds up a hand once all of you get inside because sitting on a rather unceremonious metal folding chair uh, and standing right beside her, you see two female individuals. One roughly between the ages of 15 to 17, shoulder-length red hair, wearing a very simple black t-shirt and ripped jeans with Chuck Taylors, and sitting on the chair with a paintbrush in her hand is a woman in her mid-20s. With brown hair that goes just to the small of her back. A leather jacket discarded to the side. She's wearing a white tank top tucked into black ripped jeans and shin-high combat boots. I offer my deepest bow to the prince. I follow suit. As do I. 
you will see the redhead lean over and say a few things into her ear. And the lady painting will place her paintbrush into a cup of water, beside which is a deep bowl full of a red liquid, the canvas covered in blood of varying shades and degrees. Charlotte stands up. Hello, it's a pleasure to meet all of you. Uh, at least you two, I don't know. Yes. Guire, it is always a pleasure. Always so lovely to see you, Charlotte. Hello, Charlotte, darling. How are you doing? <sighs> well fed and well informed this evening. And of course, a lovely prince, she says to, to Simone. Who stands up and begins rubbing her hands with a, a cloth. Hello, it is a pleasure to meet all of you. I believe we spoke a few nights ago. Yes. She says, pointing to Cat. Yes, of course. We can. <clears throat> I believe the four of you are the coterie that Destiny is having investigate. We correct? are. That is correct. Indeed. We have given some information to the sheriff already. You're looking into it further, of course, still. I don't, uh, do I, do I presume that Destiny has already given you his report? Mm, Destiny has not called in tonight. Mm, must still Simon, be out will, control. Simon will interject and comment that Destiny had commented that Simone, the prince, was painting tonight. And would wait until later to not disturb the prince. I do apologize for interrupting. I wasn't aware that you were painting with Charlotte directly. I'd actually come to try and seek some of the harpies inside. Oh, I, I see no reason. I cannot allow you to borrow her for the evening. Gracious. Well. With your blessing, uh, Aguirre sort of extends a hand gracefully as if offering a dance. And Charlotte will look to Simone, who will give a slight nod, and she will take your hand and follow you out, I assume. And as soon as they're out, like, on the floor of Elysium, she will start dancing with Charlotte just to give them an excuse for why they're so close and talking. So you exit first. By the way, hmm. um, I have since you are already here, might I ask how you what you saw? What yes. you thought? Absolutely. I will have Destiny make his report later, but I would like to know. Yes, we had so I used some of my clan's abilities. 
um, and got, for lack of a better term, a, a, a point of view account of the situation. Um, as an individual happened, the the person who was found happened to essentially stumble his way into the cemetery after what I can only assume was a night of drinking. He was very drunk. Um, encountered two individuals. Uh, Simon was was uh, good enough to do a a, a a sketch of them based on my descriptions. And uh, when Simone asks about, like, ask us that, Simone does pull out the second sketch that Simon. he was working. Simon Simone is very difficult to get the name <laughs> yes. straight. My character pulls yeah. out the second sketch that he was working on. And she will reach out and take it. Mm-hmm. We have very, I feel very confident saying that they will not be friendly to you or any other member of the camera. They were speaking. I mean, forgive me, I do not know Spanish. Um, but they were speaking and using it's like Camarilla a lot, uh, Kine. They were very clearly vampires. Um, they, I know just enough to know that they were not fans of yours. There are not many who are fans of mine. And when they saw him, they proceeded to, well, flagrantly ignoring the first law of the, of the traditions chase him down, murder him quite spectacularly, as I'm sure you have been had this scene described to you. There is, we've looked into him, there is nothing special to him. We've covered those tracks. No one will come looking for him in any significant way. Fantastic. But yes, we have reason to strongly suspect that our neighbors down south might be coming up for a visit. This is... For whatever reason. Troubling, but not entirely unexpected with Mardi Gras on the horizon. So yes, that's what we found so far. Where we were here, hoping to perhaps see, uh, speak with people, and see if anybody recognized these individuals, get to more information of that nature. She will pull a cell phone from her pocket and take a very quick picture of the sketch, mm-hmm. and send that off. Which is very interesting seeing somebody from the 1500s just use a cell phone like nothing. Right. Just <laughs> learned how to use a cell phone. Has not lost the accent yet. It. If I may, Regent. Um, 
I am certain that you keep the you keep the city well under control, and I am uh, uh, secure. And I am certain that if there was somewhere that the Sabbat happened to be hiding people while bringing them in, you might have a guess as to where that might be. Just an educated guess. If I had to guess, it would be the warehouse district. That would make sense. Fair enough. There's always potential for something to be hidden there. Though I can give you the name of a woman who might know a little better than I when it comes to that. That would be very useful. Unfortunately, you will have to talk to relations. Okay. Uh, She will give you a phone number and inform you that it is your Aunt Karina. Okay, fair enough. The, the ant that does not want to kill you. Yes, yes. No, that, <laughs> I, that is perfect. I was planning on speaking with her about this matter anyways. So thank you. I will I will most certainly get on that. I do want to thank you, all of you, um, for being so professional with this. We don't want to raise suspicion. Of course not. We'll endeavor not to, you prince. Now go and enjoy Elysium. Enjoy whatever carnal delights you might feel the need to indulge in. If I might ask a question. Um, I have a feeling I know where this is going, but go ahead. Is uh, another member of my clan, is they, uh, Elena, Giovanni, is they known to, to frequent Elysium often? Do you know if they happen to be here? Uh, as far as I am aware, tonight Elena is not here. Okay. She comes and goes with Elysium, so... If I were you, I would keep your eyes open. Absolutely. I always do. Thank you. And yeah. Point to the door and sit back down. Yep. Exit stage left. I do believe that's our cue to go. On the way out, Simon does compliment her painting. She will say nothing to you, but good, good. Well, like, like a not not just like a passing compliment, like a critical compliment of like some aspect of the painting itself from someone with artistic skill. Mm-hmm. So, Guayar, yes, you are dancing with Charlotte, and she is full force. Uh, just dancing her undead heart out. Mm-hmm. Guire is enjoying the momentary distraction for, you know, 
the the opportunity to not only enjoy a good dance with an individual who is talented, but also just to get under Alexander's skin because his least favorite person in the world is dancing with the harpy right now, which means fashion influence and everything else that the harpy has. <laughs> I have to say, it's a wonder that I'd see you here tonight. I can never resist a chance to get under Alexander's skin, and it was such a good thing to see you tonight. The pleasure is always mine, of course. But I do have to say, um, you tend to be getting under his skin a lot more than usual. Any particular reason, or are you just on a streak? Well, let's just say that business is going to be picking up soon, and I want to keep him on his toes. If he should fail to keep all the lovely people in Elysium safe at any point, well, that'd be a disaster. A spectacular failing on his part. Well, absolutely. So, while I needle him left and right, I know that it's best for the Camarilla that he stay on edge and not get too lax in his preferences. I mean, his choice of venue tonight was nothing but a pun. Oh, that was my idea. Really? Yes. Did you tell me what, what was your thought behind it? I'm curious. Well, I think my main thought was how funny do you think it would be? And then on top of that, uh, seeing the aneurysm form in his head when I mentioned the pun. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. Especially because, quite frankly, I just want him, I want him to take the suffering for it, if I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, he will. You know he will. Oh, you are just a treat. That but. being said, what am I missing out in the bayou? What's happening out your way these days? Well, you know how my business goes. Anyone who's got some troubles that local authorities can't fulfill comes to me. Anyone who's a particular religious mind tries to hunt me down. It's always a life of action and intrigue whenever I'm wandering the night. Hmm. But... There's some particular business coming around that I think you in particular might be helpful with. Oh, really? And what? which of my many talents do you need help with tonight? Information gathering, most of all. Ah, yes, my favorite specialty. So, there's a couple of vampires who've been wandering around town causing trouble and not particularly caring about the masquerade. And I think with all the contacts you've got throughout the city, you might have seen a whiff of one of them, at the very least. Mm -hmm. There's always a chance. Tell me, what did they happen to look like? And she will give she'll she'll give the best description that she possibly can, the most artistic, uh, like having seen both sketches. 
the most like detailed descriptor and having listened to Kat describe them, the most detailed description that she can give of these two individuals. Hmm. Well, they're not anyone I immediately know off the top of my head, though I could send a few texts and without much time passing, I could probably get a name or two. That Destiny is really should put me on his squad, but... Well, we all know he's protective. Yes, yes, yes. Father and all that. And besides, all of us would be heartbroken if we were to lose our beloved Harpy. Flattery will get you everywhere, darling. <laughs> oh, don't I know it? She says that she offers a twirl for <laughs> for the, for for Charlotte. Okay, so what's in it for me if I get you these names? Well, outside of the obvious benefit to the Camarilla and yada yada yada, duty to our bloodlines. Well, I'm doing this as a job of destiny, but is there any kind of favor you might want from the devil of New Orleans? Mm. A favor? How about we just leave it at that to be determined later? I'm up for that. Fantastic. And she will take your hand and just lightly bite it. Mm -hmm. And not take anything, but she does extend her fangs into your hand. And she will place her hand up up to your mouth. Hmm. And she'll do the same, yeah. Fantastic. Okay, I will go on a little wild goose chase and see if I can't drum up a couple names for you. In the meantime, I'll go enjoy Alexander having a meltdown in the corner watching us dance. Fantastic. So, Guayar, you finish your dance with Charlotte. She, she bows to you politely and then scampers off into the night just sort of disappearing amongst the debauchery. And Guire bows as well, very politely, and then goes to see if she can get an extra drink while she's here because it's Elysium. Who, who knows? Maybe there's oh, a that is That is easy enough, and you won't even need to make the rolls. That is, you are more than, you are more than uh, fine to add three more dots to your, your blood pool. Excellent. I am one short on my cap. Excellent. The rest of you, what are you doing as Elysium is unfolded around you and you are given free reign? A look of disgust comes over Simon's face at all the noise and mess. Um... Cat is mostly for first night in Elysium. You don't want to go too crazy. Um, is mostly going to be people watching 
getting 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 faces um uh probably sticking close to Simon hasn't been here, so probably mercy just to, in case there's somebody who is particularly like noteworthy that you she wants to say, okay, who's that? And who's that? And who's that? Um but yeah, just she's here for recon. Okay. Let's see who I have at Elysium tonight. So the two of you can both roll wits and streetwise. Mercy, you will be at difficulty five. Cat, you will be at difficulty seven. That is legit. I suppose Simon will see if any of his clients are here. Absolutely nothing. Nope. Well, T six or five? Five. Two successes. Um, one of the big names that stands out to you that's here is a um, mid-40s gentleman who has now permanent five o'clock shadow, um, tousled blonde hair, wearing a pair of rounded glasses. He's wearing a suit vest and a white button-up rolled up to his sleeves and a pair of black latex gloves um, with a set of black trousers and black shoes. He is currently talking to a few individuals and the thing that catches both of your eyes as Mercy points this out to you is he hands a wad of cash over to a gentleman who hands him a small glass unicorn figurine. He then pulls a, almost like an enlarged ring box from a pocket, opens it, places it inside, closes it, and places it back into his pocket and shakes shakes hands. Mercy, you know this gentleman as uh, Jonathan Kellerman a rather high-ranking Malkavian individual in the city. He, his street name is The Curator. Cat, I got someone for you. All right. The dirty blonde with the sleeves rolled up, tall boots that just handed yes. a wad of cash. Uh... That's who we call the curator. That's a Jonathan. That's Jonathan Kellerman. I see. Malkavian. You've been here a minute. All right. That he might is. be good to know. 
He'll, uh, often sought after for his uh, prophecies. He uh, he can tell you what you want to know, but you got to pay a price. What is the typical price? That I don't know. I just know he deals in prophecies. Not aware of the price. Ah. Might be worth having a conversation with. You might know something of import. It's not like anything significant is happening in the city anytime soon that might impact the threads of destiny and fate at all. Um... Nothing. No, not at all. Mercy, tell me, you're you you it sounds like you maybe don't are not necessarily a regular here, but you visit at least mm, sometimes. on occasion. Have you had an opportunity to meet with one of my one of my clan members by the name of Elena? Or do you know anything about her reputation here in this city? Reputation, yes. I can't say she's a little bit, how you say, um, elusive. So her reputation I well heard of, but I haven't seen much of her at all. Then again, I'm not around these parts much. That is fair. How is she regarded here? Storyteller. Um, Elena is one of those people who, when she's at Elysium, people are, aren't upset that she shows up, but they're definitely not the happiest when she's there. Uh, Elena has a reputation for being a rather... Uh, how do I put this kindly? Um, stone cold bitch. So. So what I do know, Kat, is that your aunt, your aunt, your aunt, mm-hmm. how we like to refer to people as um, a stone cold bitch. That she doesn't cause accurate. She doesn't cause any trouble when she comes around, but people don't particularly like to have her around either, if you know what I mean. So she probably does not have many friends or allies in this city, at least that she hangs out with here in Elix. No, she doesn't. She's not the type to make friends. It's good to know. Sorry to break the news to you if this was news. This is, it's not entirely unexpected. Elena is a very resourceful woman um, who has done a lot of good for my family. Mm Mm-hmm. And we have a complicated relationship, so Uh, it's good to know 
it's good to be apprised of, of of where her strengths and weaknesses are in this city so that I can help the family shore up where she's weak. Well, I can already tell you just by spending a few hours with you, you're already much more of a people person than she is. So you've got that going for you. I appreciate that. Yeah, she's always been more of the organizational kind, and she does. She doesn't take well to slights, so I didn't imagine she would be incredibly popular in situations where there are harpies and other other systems of social barbs and. She's better at she's better at mental combat than social combat. Let's put it that way. I can respect that. Takes all kinds to get the work done, I suppose. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate the information. Mm -hmm. um, uh, is uh, Mr. Kellerman, does he look busy at this particular moment? Um, as the two of you look towards him, he is staring directly at Simon. Like, wherever Simon currently is in Masquerade, he is just dead focused on him. Oh, well, this is a situation getting information might work itself out without me having to pay anything delightful. Hmm. Where Simon is in Elysium depends on if there's any of Simon's clientele and clientele there tonight. Um, there are a few people who frequent your shop there, and you can make idle chit chat with them. Yeah, um, as much as as much as Simon does idle chit chat. <laughs> yep, and then probably also depends on if Simon notices that the. Malkavian Primogen is looking at him. Um, yeah, after a, after a minute of just feeling that, like, you're all predators. You know exactly what that is. You're, you're being watched. So you look around the room and you make eye contact. He just sort of does the the golden retriever thing and tilt with his head. <laughs> and then just holds up a finger and beckons you over. Simon will make his way that way, but like chat like like a moment of chatting with um <clears throat> chatting with, your way across the room. Yeah. So it's not obvious he's just walking to the prophetic primogen. Squire is getting that feeling all over the place as she's just sitting at sitting at the bar having a glass of mulled blood and just sort of uh, making eye contact and, and offering taunting smiles to every Tremere in the room, including Alexander. All I could think of was I wish I had more charisma or empathy. Just start Sorry. the on the Tremere. 
That's what experience is for. Yeah. Um, Question. Did Mercy and Kat see the whole, like, um, Jonathan beckoning him over? Yeah. The two of you would have noticed that. Say, Kat, you want to see the curator in action? I think this would be delightful. Let's saddle up. So you two, uh, how discreetly are you trying to do this? Or are you just like, hi, we want to hear this too. Are we at the bar? Or at the bar? Uh, you're a bit away, away from the bar. But is, is, um, is Jonathan at the bar? Yes. I mean, I'm just going to find an empty spot and get a... Actually means, which actually means that Guire is actually nearby too. Mm-hmm. Get a glass of uh, O positive and listen in. All right. So as you walk over to Jonathan, he looks you up and down. You are impeccably dressed for the evening. As usual. I do take pride in my attire. So what makes you grace us with your presence tonight? Elysium isn't really your forte. No, not particularly. How much would how much interaction has Simon had with Jonathan? Not a lot. For being the primogen of the area, he's very he, he's very reclusive. So the fact that he's out at Elysium tonight is a little important of itself. Okay. It's like, it isn't mine, but it, it usually isn't yours either from what I hear. Ah, yes, but I had a uh, very important package to pick up. Another piece from... (laughs) What was that? Another piece from my collection. Okay. Ah, yes. Always need those things to curate, as your nickname goes. He will give a slight bow. (laughs) So tell me, brother, how goes things? How exactly is the web treating you? That is a good question. Um, like, out of character, I was like, how, how, connected to the web is Simon. Sort of um, like all, all the Malkavians are connected to this. So the Madness Network in and of itself is one of those things that is sort of ephemeral. Nobody really knows if it's real or not, but all Malkavians sort of feel a connection and you really can't get a straight answer from a Malkavian because, well, they're called the lunatics for a reason. 
How is the web treating you? Um, I want to word this like very cryptically. Okay. I just can't brain how to word that. <laughs> the downfall of role play words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially for di- like di- dialogue heavy. Um Cryptically commenting about how um, tensions rising, how tensions are rising in the city with Mardi Gras, and I imagine as the prima, uh, primogen, he pro, he's probably aware of the count, the inner circle of the Camarilla coming here. That is a possibility. Like, because the primogens are like the advisors to the prince. If I remember it. Yeah, they are the heads of the clans in the in the city. Yeah. So he's probably, if not directly aware that it's the inner circle, probably that there are some bigwigs coming up and but so Simon will comment about the tensions rising and an unwanted storm also brewing. Fascinating. Truly fascinating. Well, I will leave you to your evening of... And he just all of a sudden grabs your wrist. And his eyes sort of glaze over. A candelabra has five candles, but only four of you are present. When the fifth one is lit, trouble will come. And then he will let go. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And begin walking away. As he's turned, as um, Jonathan's trying to walk away, Simon will reply back. It's like, and enjoy yours as well. So the four of you are at the bar. Were we able to... um, He was not being subtle. Okay. Got it. So we were able to hear everything that was going on. Okay. I will say, not that he was not being subtle, but not that he was trying to be quiet. Ah. He wasn't making a scene, but he wasn't causing one either. Anybody got any kind of idea about candles in a candelabra? When you've lived long enough to, well, to be fair, you've lived nearly as long as I have, but when you've dealt with enough prophecies, you start to piece things together. Indeed. There's four of us here. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a fifth one that's going to get involved in this, apparently. We're down. And when they do, shit hits the fan. 
Well, that's good to know, she says sarcastically. Well, in the interest of not just waiting for somebody to show up, did we learn anything? The Harpy's putting out feelers, and hopefully in a short time she might even have a name for us for our prey. Good to know. Good to have a Harpy on our side, I suppose. Certainly better than the other side. And they don't tend, usually tends to be one way or the other. Indeed. Charlotte's a treat, and I have nothing but joy when talking to her. Mm-hmm. She is a sweet little thing, isn't she? <laughs> well, doesn't mean you can underestimate her. I never underestimate the sweet ones. Mark my words. That being said, we have any other business here? Or are we done? Here, I'm just waiting until Charlotte comes along with any information she might have picked up on short notice. And frustrating okay. Alexander for fun. Here, I don't have anything, but I have a call to make to a family member who might be able to give us some more information. Sounds promising. She runs the alternative market. Ah. So if somebody is sneaking something into the city, she might have a good idea. Mm, I like her already. I haven't met her, but I've heard good things. Well, hopefully she can give us some good things as well. Like some information. Hopefully. I'm not going to do it here. There are too many people with eavesdropping abilities. Oh, certainly. But yes, I once... Once I get back home, I will make some, or at least get out of here, I will make some calls. I'm also not willing to leave Elysium by myself, because that's how you end up dead. So yes, let's wait for let's wait for for good Charlotte to show up. And deliver some pop punk goodness. I absolutely that was unintentional, but the second it left my mouth, I was like, God damn it. It's always someone. So in the intervening God damn it. In the inter- in the intervening moment, Simon will call, will joke to Guire, it's like, I do know demontation. It'd be kind of funny to just prod at the Jameer a little be bit. Hilarious, but you'd end the night with your head on a spike. That ah. is that is getting dangerously close to an attack. And depending on how 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 strictly good Alexander interprets <laughs> no violence. 
Well, when I'm around, he interprets it. Violence is a when when I'm around, he thing. he he interprets it very strictly, which is why I'm all smiles and frustrating nods when he when I'm in when I'm in Elysium. From the sounds of it, Guire's presence is borderline an attack, and since you're now associated. An attack by you, physical or not, is probably an attack by Guire in his eyes. It wasn't so much as a suggestion as a funny anecdote. I'm not particularly good at dementation. Absolutely fair. Welcome to the pitfalls of being associated with people. I suppose so. Ah, but now you have my reputation to call on, which is part of how we managed to talk the Harpy into getting us some information in the first place. Absolutely. Indeed. You know, Guire could kill somebody with kindness if they weren't already undead. Ah, <laughs> uh, the, the pitfalls of not having a, function, a properly functioning circulatory system. Can't give someone an aneurysm. Let's be perfectly fair. I'm sure Guire can kill people with a lot other ways besides just kindness. Oh, how do you think we've survived this long? I mean, mostly the kindness, but... <laughs> kindness. We'll leave it there. I use that term obviously in quotation marks. Hmm. Anyways. Wire just sort of like fiddles with the cane that she's always walking with and just ever so faintly there's a twist and a click as the head of the cane moves independently from the body and then she just twists it back into place. Right, while we're waiting. Um, if I can... I say this being fully cognizant that you aren't there are certain things that you're 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 uh, obligated not to say and that you may not be privy to but i'm curious if let's say hypothetically Someone were to contract your people for what you do. Does that grant that individual who, who, who made the contract any kind of special considerations? Regarding future contracts? Not particularly. No protection, no... Especially not in New Orleans, because to be quite frank, the structure of the clan isn't all that tight around here. I don't know what jobs Umar does. Umar doesn't know what jobs I do. Quite frankly, there's no one up the chain to tie the blood to like we traditionally would have to. So... Quite frankly, there's no, there's nothing stopping anyone from hiring 
one of my clan to take out someone who hired one of my clan against them. And to be quite frank, there's not a lot that would stop you from hiring the same person twice. It's funny that you mentioned that. I was just about to ask, just, again, this is a curiosity thing. I want to be clear. In this hypothetical situation that may have happened, there is no, there are no feelings towards any person that might have, might have been a, a trigger puller. Um, have you perchance, or do you know if you're, I'm sorry, the other person, the other member of your clan in this city, have you ever operated out of New York? Do I know if Umar's been to New York or any other, or any of the other notable? You know that Umar is not a native. Mm. And that is as far as you really know. Umar's not from around here. I couldn't really tell you much other than that. And you have stayed here, typically? I've been here for the past 200 years, huh? Fair enough. I appreciate the information. Now, the one thing that would stop an individual from hiring, being able to hire a particular member of the clan for a job would be if they were the target professional pride and all that it's very difficult to buy off an awesome once they've been bought of course and you you have services beyond just the more famous one correct Oh, I can do a great number of things for a great number of differing prices. If one were to want to put on retainer as a potential protection against one of those, uh, essentially to avoid being... You want a bodyguard from another awesomeite who might be after you. I mean, I'm just thinking, if hypothetically someone might be after me, and I don't and I want to be clear, that truly is hypothetical. I don't know if there is an Islamite actually after me. But if that I, were a concern. I could be contracted to provide protection, yes. Which would then simply contracting you in order to essentially prevent you from taking out said contract on me. Fair enough, yes. Good to know. And conversely, or not conversely, but 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 pursuant to that. If I were to potentially try to enter in negotiations and you were already on a contract to do such a thing to me. How would that be handled? Would you simply say, I'm sorry, I can't do that? That would depends. Would you be obligated to inform me that, that I should start running? That depends on the awesomeite. Me personally, I'd give you fair warning. Umar would probably just murder you on the spot. 
That is fair. Simply trying to figure out how this sort of thing operates. Now, another one of those caveats. You're unlikely to be able to hire an Awesomeite to directly kill another Awesomeite. Well, of course are, not. While we are open to the idea that we'll have to kill each other if our missions conflict, you're not going to be able to take a hit out on one of us from another one of us. I would not dream of that. There is... In such a situation where, where, as I said, there are no grudges towards somebody who is simply fulfilling a job. My family's no stranger to the idea of Particular kinds of contracts, generally in the mortal realm, not in the kindred realm. But it would be now, very hypocritical of us to, to hold. Now, that. if you wanted a contract against the individual who would have purchased out another Asamite services for a contract on you, that's perfectly reasonable. Really? After Would it be all, as simple as... You get paid either way. But if you strongly suspected someone but weren't 100% sure, could that's, you simply say that's, you wanted that's on, to... That's on your conscience. What you pay us for is what you pay us so for. So it's not as simple as the person who hired this Asamite for this situation. It would definitely have to be a particular name. Yes, I would need to, well, I would need to know who you're talking about. That's valid. It's Whether or not time. what you're saying is true, I need to know who I'm aiming for. That it's is this time Sorry, Charlotte comes bounding up. Ah, there is the most beautiful hoppy in all of New Orleans. <laughs> like I said, flattery will get you everywhere. I have a tentative list of names. Um, don't ask me how I got them. Never would. Um, hmm. But I will be going and telling Simone as soon as we're done here. I believe the two that you're looking for are Irene Moretti and Marquez Moore. Mm. Marquez... Or is that spelled right? Yes. Both have, have not been seen in Camarilla circles for a hot minute. And when I say a hot minute, I mean more like 10 years. Mm. So... Do with that what you will. I think potentially we might have some flippers, if you catch my drift. Do they fit the descriptions of what I saw, or are these people who might be associated with those people? Uh, well, let's see. Marquez is roughly five foot ten. Simon will just pull out. Male. The, Simon will just pull out the sketch. 
Yeah, that's them. Well, that's that narrows that down nicely. Pair of names. At the very least. Do we know the clans of these two individuals, perhaps? I think Gangrel and Bruja. That would fit with what I what I saw. Hmm. In that order, right? Irene Gangrel. Yes, if I remember the the vision correctly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Both are prone to violence before talking. That definitely fits with what I saw. Mm, Bruja not wanting to talk? I know, right? Mm, there are some very persuasive Bruja. Maybe that's more of a New York thing. I mean, Destiny has a level enough head for a Bruja. When you get the when you get the right one, you can get a real warrior poet kind of thing. But I mm. mean, it takes the right one. That being said, um, another favor I will give to the four of you: I don't think Simone will react kindly to this news. Ah, uh, was she familiar with these people individually, or just? Yes. Mm. So. I don't expect good things to come from the next nights. Was she particularly fond of them or not? Because those are two very different negative reactions. Irene used to be in my seat. Uh, huh. And she, she, Simone's already seen these pic, this picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she she's hit a reaction. Aware. Yeah. But that means yeah. she's aware of who they are. I think I think she just wanted more clarification. That is or confirmation. Mm-hmm. It's sort of I think if I understand her correctly, it's not wanting to accept it until given confirmation. Irene's a former harpy, and you are still the most beautiful harpy in all of New Orleans. Oh, no doubt. How, <laughs> sure. how does Marquez factor in? Marquez used to run with um, a lot of the members of Destiny's groups. But really? interacted with Destiny directly. Interesting. Yeah. There's going to be some bad blood on display then. Mm. More concerningly, a former harpy and a former ally of the sheriff means that if they are coming from, they are bringing friends from down south, they are incredibly familiar with the power structure and infrastructure of this city. So they're closer than we thought, or I guess as we feared they would be. And they may have friends still here within the power structure that they could be using. 
I don't wittingly like, or not. I don't like to use the term war. Um, but I have but. a feeling conflict. Yeah, conflict is definitely on the table. Well. Sounds like it's up to us to try and find out what they're doing as soon as we possibly can. We got names, and we got possible locations to look. I'm just hoping Simone doesn't have the reaction I think she will. Which reaction, hypothetically, would that be? Um, well... There's this fun little special activity that only she can say we are allowed to do. A blood hunt for the turned. Hmm. And huh. if she goes that way in such a big reaction during the height of Mardi Gras and the Justicars come, she will sort of look around. The Justicars coming. Oh, we know. Alexander can't keep his mouth shut. That tracks. Um, <laughs> that would be with, a phenomenally bad idea. Oh, we are getting all the ingredients of a shitstorm, aren't we? I don't think she will go straight to Bloodhunt. But I think she will definitely put their their names and faces out. And Destiny was also going to share around their. If it does, if it does, if it does reach the point of a blood hunt, that'll make our investigation that much harder because we'll have so many more dozens of vampires mucking up the trail. I will do what I can to soothe the raging inferno that will come from her. Um. But I can only do so much. Well, Charlotte, dear, you are a gem and you've done a whole lot, and we certainly do appreciate it. She will give a curtsy in a dress she is not wearing. <laughs> Always a pleasure to help. All right. Well, I guess it's time for us to. Get on our business, then try and get this solved as fast as we can before all hell breaks loose. Do you know of any friends that Isabel in particular had in this city who are still here? Irene. Isabel's from Werewolf. I Irene. Sorry, look. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because she's a gangrel. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Like one step removed. Um, Look, I have I people that might kill me on my mind. <laughs> um, Irene long had a list number. is it? Irene had a number of friends in the city. Um, I don't know how many have survived. I don't know how many are still loyal. Um, especially since she just sort of dropped off the face of the earth. About how long ago? About 10 years. Anybody drop off at about the exact same time? Aside from Marquez, Besides obviously. Marquez. I will look into that. 
and I can potentially start getting a list of uh, what is what is that phrase? Known associates, persons of that interest. One. I like that too. I think there was a show about that. Anyway, I definitely can start compiling a list of people. And you you all have given me a lot to work with. And she pulls out a cell phone and just waves and walks away. Well, I do think we've been dismissed. Let's get the fuck out of this place before somebody says the wrong thing to somebody and then we are dead. <laughs> Simon looks around for Tremere. I mean, you could just say Simon and... <laughs> Why? You don't have to sugarcoat it, Kat. We I wasn't know. sugar. No, no. Those are our. Those are only our most immediate problems. <laughs> I will remind you that Charlotte is about to go tell the prince something very, very bad, and then people are going to get very, very angry. That is very true. Well, Simon will call. Would you like to be? Would you like to be as far away from Elysium as he possibly can get right now? Because we can head back to my place. I think that's what she's saying. I got a car. Well. We can head to my place for the day. It's uh, out on the bayou, so you'll be a good distance away from any potential fallout. Well, I am absolutely appreciative of the offer, and I mean this with absolutely no offense take and uh, intended. Um, given recent conversations, I think you might understand if I am hesitant on like my third night in the city to go out into the swamp to be at my most vulnerable in the home of an Islamic. <laughs> Fair enough. My place is not far. For is probably on the way, and you all know where it is. Choir, if you don't mind, I would like to lay low. If you don't, absolutely, mind. you're always welcome in my place. Appreciate it. I'll bring the car around. Okay, so how is the group splitting up then? Kat is going back to her home. Yep. Guayar and Mercy are going out to the bayou. Simon, where are you headed? <laughs> You've been invited to the slumber party. Um, sure. <laughs> Let's go adventure in the bayou. <laughs> while, while Mercy's bringing the car around, um, Simon will comment... Should we inform Destiny of the names now, too? Oh, we absolutely should. She says as she pulls yeah. out her phone yes, and, re- and redials the... warning because I imagine she will... She... He. I, I, he. The name I Destiny, imagine, I know, throws it off. Right. I would imagine that he... Um, is aware of what the implications of that will be. He's a yeah. good sheriff. As, so, yes, he should absolutely have forewarning. As as Squire is pulling out her phone and calling Destiny. <clears throat> Go for Destiny. 
Hey, Destiny. It's Guire. A pleasure. How are you this evening? Again? Do, doing just fine. Well, you might not be in a minute because I just got pretty solid confirmation, at least a good guess from Charlotte on who our two missing reprobates might be. <sighs> Do I need to sit down for this? I mean, if you want to, or you might want to have something you feel like throwing. Either's a good option. Go ahead and lay it on me. So the names that we've got are Irene Moretti and Marquez Moore. There's a few beats of silence. <laughs> Do you, you want to just, just humor me and say that one more time? Yes, uh, the the former Harpy, Irene Moretti, and from what I understand, a former associate of yours, Marquez Moore. Fan-fucking-tastic. All right. Is Elysium still there? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're walking out as Charlotte's going to break the news to to the prince so okay so get to mexico as soon as possible understood (laughs) i was literally about to joke standing (laughs) (laughs) it's like uh this seems like a good time to go join the jihad in the middle east (laughs) as the prince is about to destroy the masquerade that's that's uh, i need to get to elysium um, well, tell Alexander to keep his fucking mouth shut about the Justicars. We will have a very nice that you will hear knuckles crack from over the phone. Long talk about that. Anything else that I should be aware of before I walk into that lion's den? Uh. Charlotte's doing just fine and is going to be doing the best that she can to try and forestall any potential blood hunts. Uh, We've got a couple of leads to try and follow. Uh, Primarily any place people might get smuggled in, most likely checking the warehouse district and checking on my my fellow uh, compatriots' relatives who might be doing some smuggling business. Uh, Alternative market. (laughs) Alternative market. Okay. All right. And uh, I just about made Alexander shit himself when I walked in the door, but that's just fun. So par for the course. Got it. Um, Well, the four you keep safe... We're about to head home for the day. Okay. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. There's a whole 15 hours before sunrise or sunset. So depends on how she feels when she wakes back up, if she sleeps. I think... 
Charlotte's going to try and make sure that she does. But if she doesn't, get some kind of plan of action ready, I guess. Two idiots threw a powder keg into the middle of New Orleans. Right, all as the just cars are about to come. If I could get one week of just fucking peace in my own life, all right. I've been around here for 200 years and I've maybe had five of those in my own life. You're, you're running Marcy. a higher record than me. Mercy's not part of this conversation, but she goes a whole five? Damn. Mine's been pretty peaceful. All right. I will get an Uber and head out that way. Take care of yourself for the evening. Good luck on Click. damage control. Click. No. Where? I've... I've... While you were on the phone, I've I, I've considered several things, and I think if it's still open, I will take you up on that offer. Absolutely for tonight. And this is when William kills Jeremy's character. The whole time. Look, oh, this is where the Osmite kills the courtier. In her mind, it's fine. I already got a backup character. Um, so do I. In her mind, it's either go go sleep at the Osmite's place out in the woods where nobody would ever know anything, or stay home alone after somebody said. They're keeping an eye on her. No, no, your logic is sound. <laughs> Safety in numbers. <laughs> okay. The four of you find your way to Guire's abode. Guire, just due to the nature of your vehicle, you will arrive home first. Sitting on your front porch is a small cardboard box wrapped in a silver bow. I throw a knife at it first. (laughs) Uh, Give me dexterity and uh, what is that? Dexterity and melee? Yeah, melee is armed fighting, correct? Yeah, Cat would have bet, would would have hitched a ride with Guire if if that was still okay for this one. Just because. Oh yeah, yeah. Like she she's throw she's throwing a knife that like if it was anything da- if it was anything sturdy like she's not just trying to shatter anything but it's like if it's anything sturdy it'll be fine if it's anything explosive it's probably gonna go off maybe. as you throw. Oh okay, dexterity athletics difficulty four. It's a stationary object. As you throw. Um, uh, a cat just casually takes a slight step to the left, so you are directly between them and the <laughs> box. <laughs> cat dies, Deguire being slammed into him by an explosive. Four successes. 
you, your knife sinks straight into that box and nothing moves. There's no noise. All right, sure, go and check it. So, opening the box. Now it explodes. <laughs> inside, there is a small, hand carved wooden devil figurine <laughs> with a small, almost the be- old beanie baby heart tags. Um, Tied to it with a silver elastic. And when you open it up, it simply says, we are watching. (laughs) And that is where we will end for the night. All (laughs) righty. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Good night, y'all.